I had Ruby and when I was on my maternity leave, I was, you know, thinking about what I would do when it was time to go back to work. Um, Cause I just felt like I needed to do something different. Um, and obviously um, as well, BP was changing as the global economy was changing. Um, so organizationally, there were a lot of changes happening there and, I just wasn't as excited anymore about going back to that job. You know, I'm sure many of you who have children and have had young children will have been through that same, like the dilemma of what do I do and how do I balance work with little children um, and living away from all of our friends and family as well. So we live in Brisbane and none of our family is here. It's just us and the kids. Um, so, so many different things going through my mind at that time around what I would do. And, you know, when you have to make these decisions and it just seems like such an impossible decision to make at the time. And I remember having that internal dilemma and thinking, how can I give up this job and my identity, really, this person that I had been building for 38 years of my life, um, this amazing salary and, and, and lifestyle. And what am I going to do? Like that was, what is the alternative for me? Because at that point in time, there wasn't anything, but I just knew that I couldn't go back to what I had been doing um, because I felt like I just couldn't be all the things to all the people anymore. My job would have required me to travel. My kids needed me. My partner needed me. My life needed me. And I just couldn't do all the things. Welcome to the Win It Life podcast, a place where we share everything you need to know about restoring your metabolism so you can break free from restrictive diets and build a body you love. I'm Kitty Bloomfield, co-founder of New Strength and your host for this episode. Today, I'm joined by my ops manager and business partner in Savvy, Vic Hoskin, and Nicole Wagner, our Savvy leader. Now, prior to starting New Strength with Craig, which was about eight years ago, I worked on a mine site for a very large blue chip company called BHP. It was a fly-in, fly-out role where I only actually worked five months of the year. I was paid really well and I had amazing benefits, but I just wasn't happy. I didn't feel fulfilled and I knew I needed to leave, but I just felt so trapped because I was paid really well and I was scared to start again. Then I met Craig and we found we had a shared love for training and nutrition and he also wasn't unhappy in his job. So after about six months together, we decided to buy into this failing gym and leave our current jobs. A lot of people thought I was crazy. So things didn't actually work out with our business partner at the time. So we bought her out. And I, I actually remember lying in bed one night thinking, what the fuck have I done? And in the past eight years, we've lost money. We've made so many mistakes, but we've always come out the other side. We've put in the work. And today we have the privilege of being able to do what we're passionate about. I love helping women. And I can truly say that our company and our work bring us so much fulfillment. Yes, it's stressful at times, and of course it has its ups and downs, but I wouldn't change a thing. Have you ever felt unfulfilled in your work or unfulfilled in life? So often in our program, women open up and tell me they feel unfulfilled in their work and they want more from life. So I thought I'd bring on Vic and Nicole to share their stories and talk about finding the courage to make that change and find fulfillment in work and life. So in this episode, we discuss work-life balance and being a working mum. Vic and Nicole's inspiring stories, 
how good things can come from making big, scary changes, how you have to make short-term sacrifices for longer-term gains, why you need to take responsibility for the choices you make, and much more. As always, don't forget to take a screenshot and share it on Instagram stories with your biggest takeaways and tag me at K-I-T-T-Y-B-L-O-M-F-I-E-L-D. Oh, hey, guys. Welcome to the podcast. I've got uh, Vic Hoskin and anyone who's followed me for a while will know who Vic is because I talk about her a lot on our uh, Instagram stories. She's our ops manager and we'll talk more about her in a second. And we've got the amazing Nicole uh, Wagner, who we know because she's our savvy upline. I guess that's what you'd call it, right? She's our leader in savvy and she's very inspiring. She's just got this great energy. And when she talks, you'll see why people are really attracted to her. And I guess the, like, the reason that I wanted to do this podcast today was because, you know, if you follow me, you'll know about pro-metabolic eating and nutrition, and you'll know that that's a huge part of having, I guess, a, a happy life and a healthy life. But there is so much more to life, I think, in being happy. And I really believe that part of that is doing fulfilling work. Um, something that really, you know, like, lights your soul on fire and, you know, like Vic messaged me today going, your live was really good today. I can really feel the like passion back in your voice. And that's a story for another fucking time. But um, because I do really genuinely love what I do and, you know, Vic, I really appreciate Vic. She's well, both Craig and I do. She's come into our business and really helped us a lot. Like she thinks differently. She's bought a different skill set and, you know, she's got, I think she's got a cool story because she came from a like really highly paid job in BP, which is this British Petroleum, which is a um, big multinational oil and gas company to work for little Kitty and Craig (laughs) to take a huge salary pay cut. But because she wanted to, I guess, I'll let her tell a story. And Nicole's also got an awesome, awesome story too. And I think You know, I just, I want women to listen to this story and walk away and go that if you want more from life, you can have it. You know, like I just, I feel so passionately about this because I did leave a good job in mining to do this, to open this gym with Craig. We had no idea what the fuck we were doing. You know, we lost so much money, but here we are seven years later, you know, successful, three businesses. Well, I think we're successful, you know, part of that Vix helped us with that too. And, you know, I just, I'm... I feel fulfilled in my life. And, you know, I really, I want other women to feel this too, because, you know, a lot of women come into our program and they come in and they're like, Kitty, you know, I've got to sort my hormones out and I've got to, you know, fix my sleep and I want to lose weight. But then there's these other parts of their life, like they fucking hate their job and they're miserable. You know, they're not fulfilled. So who wants to go first? Maybe Vic should go first, just because people people know Vic. (laughs) So what, you just want me to start a little bit about my story? My yeah, story. yeah, just share your story. Um, so I am 41 now. Oh, my goodness. Um, so I had a very traditional upbringing, went to school, went to university, studied for six years at uni, got my master's degree, went and worked um, in different various organisations, um through my early to mid 20s and then when I was 27 I did the typical Aussie and Kiwi thing and went over to live and work in London um and I actually stayed there for six years I was very fortunate to be able to stay for that long and it was amazing um and a lot of it was all about my career 
Um, I didn't go over till I was 27. And of course I did all the travel and all the partying and that's a story for another day. Um, <laughs> but um, such a huge part of living in London was about building my career um, and getting international experience. And I really wanted, or I thought that I wanted to be a big executive um, in a large global organization. And that was the, the path that I was on. Um, and then when I was in London, I met Chris, who is my now not husband, we're not married, we live in sin, um, but my partner, um, father of my babies. And we came back to Australia, um, lived in Melbourne for 12 months and then got sent up to Brisbane to uh, do a particular job. It was my job that sent us up here. And we were really lucky. The company paid for everything for two years. Um, and the whole plan was that we would go back to Melbourne. Um, but we decided we loved it here. And I got pregnant with my first child. I was 30, 35. I was 36 when I had him. And we decided to stay in Brisbane. Um, and initially it was, it was awesome. It still is awesome. But um, I went back from maternity leave and uh, BP is amazing as an employer in terms of flexible working policies and DNI, diversity and inclusion, and they were so amazing and let me work three days a week and I could stay in Brisbane and do my job. I actually job shared with someone down in um, Melbourne and that last that worked for like 12 months and then I got pregnant again with Ruby, my second second child. And that Vic, can I just say that's when she met us. So she she used to bring Eddie into the gym. So it's back when we had to the gym and she did our nutrition program and she'd come over with Eddie. He was so cute in his little pram and he'd sit there and sometimes get out and play with the weights. And that's, that's when she became a client. So that was like how many yeah, years like ago? Four years ago now, four yeah. years ago now because Eddie just turned five and I started to see you guys as a client when he was one and I was going back to work um, and I was just, not sure like how I was going to cope um, going back to work and I needed help with my nutrition and things. Um, so, yeah, four years ago now. Because Vic was into uh, powerlifting as well back then because we were in, into powerlifting. So we sort of like knew some of the same sort of people and, um, yeah, and then like you would randomly just because we got to know you, just like randomly give us HR advice, remember? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whenever they needed HR advice, my friend would it would be Kitty. Um, so then I had Ruby and when I was on my maternity leave, I was, you know, thinking about what I would do when it was time to go back to work because um, I just felt like, I needed to do something different. Um, and obviously, um, as well, BP was changing as the global economy was changing. Um, so organisationally, there were a lot of changes happening there. And I just wasn't as excited anymore about going back to that job. You know, I'm sure many of you who have children and have had young children will have been through that same like the dilemma of what do I do and how do I balance work with little children um, and living away from all of our friends and family as well. So we live in Brisbane and none of our family is here. It's just us and the kids. Um, so, so many different things going through my mind at that time around what I would do. And I remember I went and spoke to Kitty and Craig. Remember at our house you came over? 
we got the yeah, whiteboard yeah. out, remember? At the back yeah, of that. Yeah. Some stuff. But I think later than that, we had an initial conversation about potentially doing some some work with you guys, but it didn't work out. The timing just wasn't right. Um, I remember, and- though, when it changed because I was standing in the kitchen and I was like, we were just fucking so stressed and so tired and, like, because Craig and I just go, like, bullet a gate and I was standing in the kitchen. I was like, that's it. I said, we're fucking just hiring me. I said to Craig, I said, we can't keep doing this. I'm like, we're just fucked. Yeah. <laughs> we're just tired. <laughs> and so it all actually just lined up really well. So my maternity leave finished um, in August. And I remember, like, you know, talking to my boss at the time and we just agreed that I I just wouldn't go back to work. Um, and, you know, when you have to make these decisions and it just seems like such an impossible decision to make at the time. And I remember having that internal dilemma and thinking, how can I give up this job and my identity, really, this person that I had been building for 38 years of my life, um, this amazing salary and, and, and lifestyle, and what am I going to do? Like that was, what is the alternative for me? Because at that point in time, there wasn't anything, but I just knew that I couldn't go back to what I had been doing um, because I felt like I just couldn't be all the things to all the people anymore. My job would have required me to travel. My kids needed me. My partner needed me. My life needed me. And I just couldn't do all the things. And I remember my, my girlfriend was actually at my house when I got off the phone from talking to my boss. And I remember walking inside and saying, I think I just resigned. <laughs> and she was like, what? I was like, yeah, yeah, I think I just resigned. And she's like, oh, how do you feel? And I'm like, I feel really good. <laughs> like it just felt like the decision had been made and that weight had lifted. And even though I was like going, oh, my God, what am I going to do? I just knew it would be okay. And I would find something that aligned. Um, now, I just ask you a quick question, Vic, and this is actually for both you guys. And I was thinking about this earlier today. Are you both the breadwinners in the family? Uh, like, are you the highest salary earners? Because I think there'd be women out there that listen to this that are the ones that are the breadwinners and the mothers. Yeah, I was. Like, I was. I was. I was considerably. Mm. Um, and I make the same yeah. as my husband. Yeah. Mm, yeah, which is because usually it's the ro- the other way around. Usually yeah. it's the man that's the breadwinner yeah. and the woman is yeah. staying at home looking after the kids. So you guys have taken this, like it's not the traditional role. Which is crazy uh, because he went to school for eight years and I went to school for no years. Which <laughs> is amazing. Go you. Yeah. Um, but, but, yeah, that was another burden as well that I felt that I carried a lot. Yeah. Um, and when we moved to Brisbane actually and work paid for everything for us. Chris quit his job to follow Mm. me and he went back to TAFE. So he was, you know, early thirties back being an apprentice electrician earning fuck all, (laughs) Um, you know, and that was another thing that we had to, had to factor into it all. Um, So yeah. So then I think, December the start of December I started working for you guys so I finished up with BP in August obviously hadn't been working though for 12 months while I had Ruby and then December I started working for you guys um and I just like I just I just knew that it was the right thing to do like it's a job in an industry that I've never ever worked in 
Um, it, you know, completely do. I come from large corporate organizations with hundreds of thousands of employees to working at New Strength where there's like eight of us. Um, and it's been a big learning curve in that regards. Um, but it's just, you know, that, that passion and excitement about the work that we're doing and, um, it's not that I didn't have that in my previous job. I did. I loved my job. I love the things that I do, but that I did, but it was time to move on and change because I'd outgrown it. Um, and I wasn't prepared to make the sacrifices that I would have needed to have made to take the next step in my career. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, it's just been amazing. It's given me, um, all the flexibility that I need. I work from home. Um, so when COVID happened, there wasn't a lot that changed for us, fortunately. Um, and now, you know, we have additional businesses that we're building and starting to grow as well. That gives us another passion and another purpose to chase. And we'll talk a bit more about that later probably. But um, yeah, it's been a complete 180. Um, but it's been very rewarding and very fulfilling and I just feel like you know the complete package around not the complete package but you know looking at your life holistically mm-hmm. um and not like making sorry and making that difficult decision when it needed to be made and it took a long time for me to make it and it wasn't easy and I don't you know I'm not trying to make it sound like oh yeah just quit your job and go and <laughs> do it. it's not like that at all <laughs> Um, but I think having a plan and finding the path that leads you to where you want to be to, is is definitely worth exploring. And did you, Vic, and you can be honest, yeah, did you ever, was there any times you thought, fuck, what have I done? Oh, of course. <laughs> of course. Totally. Like, you know, it was, like, I've, I've, all, I've, I've always known it's right, but there's been times where I've thought, well, it's not so much that I've thought that, but it's thought, yeah. I've thought if this doesn't work out, I can always go back. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've and got this backup had it as plan. Like a, backup, a backup plan, yeah. 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 Well, here you are. How long have you been here now? Is it coming up two years? More, more than that. Well, oh, no, 18 months. It'll be two years. 18 months. Yeah. 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 Well, hopefully she doesn't think that and leave. <laughs> <laughs> There's some she's stuck. She's stuck here now because now we're doing savvy together. So I'm like, she's stuck. She's yeah. in now. I've got her. You know, I've like put yeah. the ring on her finger and And it would be such a like, because I've also worked in big corporates like my nearly my whole, I mean, apart from when I went to hospitality, you know, BHP and Rio Tinto and like just the way that they operate obviously is so, you know, like was that. I know that there's, and you know me, like I'm so honest, and there's fucking times that I piss you off and, like, we all piss each other off, me, Craig and Vic, but we are good together, you know, like we always talk and listen to each other and we want to make things work. But, you know, I bet there's been times when you've just been like, fucking hell. (laughs) You know, because obviously that it doesn't work the same. No, but it's refreshing. Like, Like, one of the biggest issues with big organizations is always the politics and the red tape Mm. and the, you know, all the bureaucracy. And we don't have any of that. (laughs) Like if I want to do something, I do it. I don't Mm -hmm. need to go and seek approval and do a 30 page PowerPoint. Yeah. She just goes and changes the website. (laughs) But you know, (laughs) I also think it's taken a lot of personal development as well, because 
there's a lot of ways of doing things differently and the things that I'm doing now in the business I've never done before like if you told me I had to build a sales funnel like 18 months ago a a what what's a sales funnel you know like all that kind of stuff that you have to learn marketing holy crap you know Facebook ads like all that kind of stuff so it's been exciting to learn all that kind of stuff um and have a new skill set but yeah of course there's been times where I've gone oh my god what have I done like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because you don't have that. I mean, well, you have security. Like I think about when I, I remember like when we bought the gym and left BP, BH, sorry, BMA, and I was like one night lying there thinking, oh, God, what have we done? Like I've just fucking spent hundreds of thousands of dollars of my money, you know, investing in this shit gym that doesn't make any money, you know, like. But it really makes you get your shit together and, you know, like do, do the work. Yeah. So, Nicole, tell us about your story. Because so, Nicole, yeah, savvy. Well, she's savvy now. Well, first, I was just going to say like about Vic's story is that there's so many people that are in your position and that feel like that, but so few find the courage and the humility to make that change. I mean, taking a pay cut like that is Mm -hmm. your lifestyle obviously had to change, like, but you did it because of what, of like what you ultimately wanted, which was more than money, right? You wanted fulfillment, you wanted time freedom, you wanted all of those things. So I just commend you for that because I know I have friends right now. We just had a conversation who isn't happy with their job, not fulfilled is like, I have no interest in this whatsoever, but you know, it's the money. I can't give up the money or I can't. And I think that it's like you said, it's like, and I said to her, I said, well, but could you imagine if you were doing something that you loved? Like there's these things that you want to do and you're so good at it. And she's like, I know, but I just can't. And I think kind of talking about that, that first of all, some people just may not want to, and that's fine, but not wanting to and can't are two totally different things. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think some people really think that, you know, you just can't make that change, but you can. So for me, I, um, I, so I struggle with ADHD and anxiety. And when I was younger, like when I was a teenager, the thought of having to spend 30 years at a job working nine to five, literally just was like, I'd rather die. Like, I was like, I can't do that. I knew I couldn't. I thought I will go mental. Like that just sounds so dark and depressing for me, for my personality. Right. I knew I couldn't. So I fell into, um, being a makeup artist. It was something I'd always loved and kind of a long, weird story of like how I got there, but it wasn't something I ever thought that I would do. And I ended up building, starting building my business back in 2006, um, powder Inc as a makeup artist and then training a team. And, you know, I've built this business over the last 16 years that's still thriving and I'm a lot more hands-off with it now, but I mean, I had to put in blood, sweat, and tears. I was doing, when I started, I was doing, you know, brides would come for their trial run in our 900 square foot apartment dining room, which really the dining room, kitchen and living room was just all one thing, all one room. And it was, you know, two little kids putting my husband through school. And, but I loved it. Like I loved it. I didn't want to go and like work at a job. I loved that. I, my kids could be watching TV while I was doing that, you know, my little kids are playing or something like that. So that was my first entrepreneurial endeavor. And I still own that company. I still have that. I did a wedding two days ago. Um, really just cause I, my daughter's starting to do it. So I'm doing it with her, but the last three, four years, I haven't done a lot of summer weddings just because again, I got to that point where I was like, I don't have to work every weekend anymore. I don't have to do this. Um, so that's been amazing. And then I've, you know, I just have an entrepreneurial spirit and I always find ways where 
I'm like, okay, well, if I'm like referring all these people over the years to like, go buy these products, go buy this. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like, this is so much money that I'm outsourcing to other companies where I don't benefit at all. So starting about six years ago, I designed and started my own makeup brush line, which then led to last year doing my own lip products and then eyeshadow palettes and then, you know, different things like that. So and just makes me kind of think of, but I always tell people who like want to be entrepreneurs or they want to have that freedom. I'm like, what do you love? Like, mm. What do you love and what are you good at? Right? Like you can build a like whatever it is. I'm really good at organizing. I love to organize. I hate to organize stuff, right? Like I pay someone to come and organize my closet and come organize my kitchen and whatever else. It's like, you can do that. You can make a business out of that. You really, if you can find what you love, there's a way to earn money at it. Um, and like my daughter, I'm like, whatever you want to do. I said, just be the best at it. doesn't matter. Just be the best at it, right? Work to be the best. But Anyway, so then five years ago, so I have this business and I'm building this. My kids are getting older and we finally get out of our apartment after eight years and buy our first house. That was in like 2013. And then, um, and then I fell into direct sales. So I fell into my first company, which was skincare, just because I fell in love with the products and I got great results. So then I started doing that. And that is what helped me get out of having to work every weekend doing weddings. So that was like what helped me. And so each step has been like a stepping stone. So then that gave me more time freedom because as my kids got older and started school, it was no longer beneficial to be home with them during the week and gone on the weekends doing weddings. Then it flopped. And that was a point in my life where like what had been working for however many years at that point, six, seven years, all of a sudden wasn't going to work anymore. And that was really scary. I'm like, wait a second. Now I'm still home all week. They're at school. And on the weekends is my time with them. And I'm gone doing weddings. And I did not want to do that anymore because, you know, like Vic, like I wanted to be, I wanted to be the one raising my kids. I wanted to be there with them. I didn't want to miss out that. So then the skincare company fell into my hands and I used that. My motivation for that was I don't want to work weekends anymore. So I need to replace my income. If I'm not doing 50, 60, 70 weddings a year anymore, I've got to make up that income. So I worked really hard at that and I was able to do that, which is why I haven't really done. That was five years ago. No, six, six years ago that I started that 2016, 15. Yeah. 2015. Um, so I started that and then, you know, bringing us full circle to where we are now. So I did that for five years. And again, I just, after so many years, I started to lose that fulfillment. There wasn't the growth. For me, something that's really essential in my life to be happy is progress. Like I've got to be seeing progress in one, at least one aspect of my life, whether that's my health and I'm working on, you know, fitness and nutrition, or whether it's, you know, something with my children and progressing or helping there or my marriage or my business. And I do tend to gravitate towards business a lot. I'm very money motivated, but I'm also very motivated by just like helping motivate other people so that they can change their life. Um, so then last summer, Yana reached out to me about Savvy and I was with my other company. You know, I had made it to the top of the company. I was making multiple six figures a year and, but I was no longer fulfilled. And so it's the same kind of dilemma that Vic found herself in. It was like, well, do I give all this up to go start at the bottom of somewhere with the hope and the faith that I'll be able to make up that income? And honestly, have to do it in a relatively short period of time, because otherwise our family's in big trouble, right? If we take my income away, that's half of our household income, because me and my husband both contribute pretty much the same amount. Mm -hmm. And so that was super scary. And like, that's why I was commending Vic is because you guys, it takes, it takes 
courage. It takes so much courage. And I was scared and I cried and I didn't know what to do. Um, but ultimately I saw the potential for me to like have that growth again. Cause like I said, there's progress and my other business had stopped progressing and I, I just couldn't be happy. There's no fulfillment if I'm not progressing. And if the people that I'm helping aren't progressing, it's not, there's no fulfillment in that for me. And so I did, I took that leap and I walked away from that. And I came here to savvy and it's very humbling to have to start over. Right. And all of a sudden you're at the bottom and used to be at the top. And it was uh, interesting for growth, similar to what Vic said, because I realized I had a lot of insecurities that I didn't think I had because I was so successful in this area. And then all of a sudden, when you strip that away, it really kind of helped me to see like, oh, was that false confidence? Was that real confidence? And then to try to work on real confidence versus like, not just accomplishment, you know, like, um, so yeah, so now I've been with Savvy for a year and, you know, it's proven to be the best decision that I could have made. And I, you know, I'm more fulfilled. I'm happier, more time. I actually work less than I did in my other company and I'm making more. So, but again, it's Isn't like, that crazy though, too, in a year and you're at the other place for five years, yeah, in a year you've made the same. Yeah. More actually crazy. In my 12, in my 12 months here, I made 40,000 more than I would have made last year in that business. That is insane. For 12 months, It is crazy. So, you know, but it's it kind of like we were talking about before you started this, like risk. I always tell people, I'm like, if you want to, if you want to change your life, if you want to grow, if you want to progress, if you want something to change, like there's always going to be risk involved. You can't avoid it. Like if you think you're going to progress or grow without taking risk, it's not going to happen. Right. Mm. And then the other thing is, is that like your life won't change without you changing. Like you have to change in order for your life to change. Mm. Um, and that's, I think, just food for thought to really think about. And then, you know, well, what ways, if I really want these things to happen, I really want this and stop saying, I can't, I just can't, I just can't and start figuring out how you can. Cause I'm one of those people that since I was little, I've always believed like anything's possible where there's a will, there's a way. Mm. And if that's what you want, then that means you're going to have to make changes and you're going to have to choose yourself or your kids or whatever it is, a reason for doing it. Um, but there's always a way to make things happen, no matter what, no matter who you are. I, I just really believe that. I really like what you said too about like, you, you're right, there is a way. Like people say, I can't, but sometimes you have to sacrifice now to, you know, I guess get to where you want to be in a few years. And like, because I, I was really miserable, and I feel bad saying this because it's like, you know, mining was a great job, like good money. You worked only six, less than six months of the year because you got like six weeks holiday. So week on, week off, awesome money, awesome benefits like Vic because it's a mining company. And, um, but in the end, I was just miserable because I was like stuck in this box or for 12 hours a day, you know, like I really like connecting with people and, you know, I just, a night shift. Um, but now I look back and think oh, it was a really good opportunity because it allowed me to earn that money for us to then go and buy the gym. But, you know, it was because at the time I was with my ex-husband and we were trying to have a baby, which thank fuck we didn't because we were just doing it because I was miserable. Um, but they had really good maternity benefits and like leaving that when I met Craig, Craig was, and he's fine with me telling this story, but he was 30 grand in debt. He just got, so he was separated. They were engaged and he was living with his parents and I was living with my parents. And so, you know, I paid all this debt off, so he had zero money. And then I had to buy the gym, set us all up in our house, you know, and I was like, so I went from having all of this cash in the bank to like we didn't have that much anymore, buying into this gym. And I remember Craig said to me, like, 
this was down the track. He said it to me, he goes, a week after we bought that gym and working with our old business partner, he's like, I knew we'd made a mistake. But he's like, I didn't want to say anything to you because you were still working in mining and you'd put all this money into it. And like, but anyway, like it, we bought her out and now we are where we are. But we had to sacrifice for a long time. Like we lived off $500 a week. We shopped at the markets. We wished to go down the road. You know, we just get the cheapest food. We never had holidays. We put everything into our business. But sometimes short-term sacrifice for longer-term gain. And I think that, like, think about where you're going to be in 20 years. Like, you can sit there and be miserable and have all, like, money or this job or whatever and think that you can't or you can, like you, like you guys did, and take the chance and make a decision and sacrifice now for that longer. What, what, what do you, what, what? What would you think about well, that? Like, what are your- here's, and here's here's the thing is that either way you're sacrificing. So what <laughs> sacrifice do you want to make? Because if you stay where you're miserable, you're sacrificing happiness, you're sacrificing mm. fulfillment, you're possibly sacrificing time with your family, you're sacrificing, you know, time that you could spend, you know, traveling or taking care of yourself. So experiences, all these things. So, you know, when people say I can't, there's just no way I can't. I think what they're really saying, if they were honest with themselves is I can't make that change without having to change, right? Change Mm. myself, change my lifestyle. And I don't want to do that. So in that case, you're right. You can't because if you're not willing to make different types of sacrifices to get there, but which sacrifice is more worth it, right? Would you rather sacrifice having to, you know, cut down on what you're eating and live in a smaller place and have no holidays for five years? Like, would you rather have that so you can have, you know, 20, 30 years of of more freedom and happiness and fulfillment? Or would you rather stay where you are for 40 years unhappy and then you get done and you've missed out on a lifetime of experiences and joy? Mm. So either way you look at it, there's a sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, you get to choose what sacrifice you want to make, right? You can't be a victim. You can't, mm. when people say things like, I can't, I just hate that. My, my parents used to always say when I was younger, my mom um, or my dad, they were divorced, but they would say, there's no such thing as I can't. So we say, there's no such thing as I can't, we don't use that word. And I always found it so annoying, but it's, it's true. Like you have to take responsibility for your choices, whatever that is. Right. Mm. Um, and that's kind of, I guess one thing that I just saw growing up a lot was like, people who knew they had to make a change and they knew what the changes were, but they were just too scared. They're just too scared. They didn't want to feel or have to go through what they knew they would have to, to make the change. And so they stayed unhappy. And that's just something, I don't know if it's just innately born in me, but I always just knew like, if I'm, I won't settle for mediocrity. So if I'm not happy, I'm going to change it. Mm. Cause I just, I don't understand why you would stay like that. Right. Like this is your only life. Why, why would you settle for that? It just doesn't make sense to me. And that's so important. And I was just thinking, you know, as well, the older you get, the harder it is to make those big decisions and those big changes because, you know, it just becomes your life and you're, it's so ingrained in you and comfortable starting over or learning something new or being vulnerable and and you know what you talked about um Nicole you know finding the confidence in yourself rather than the confidence in what you've accomplished Mm -hmm. you know like and that's that's something for me like I have always had this saying and my it's it's really similar to what you talk about with sacrifice but I always say to people I believe that you can have it all 
but I don't believe you can have it all at the same time. Right. Mm. And as you go through your journey in life, you make different sacrifices at different times. Yeah. But like you said, the choice is yours and it is always yours to choose what you're prepared to sacrifice for where you are and for where you want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, and I was um, in my job at BP, I was responsible for diversity and inclusion and so much of it about was for, you know, gender equality in the workplace and, you know, working in a very male-dominated industry um, and how we drove gender equality. And it was, that was always this internal dilemma, like, yes, I fully believe that women are just as capable as, as men and can do the big jobs and can do, have all the things and do all the things, but along the way, we have different sacrifices to make from, from men. You know, we have to decide, do we want to have the babies? You know, do we want to stay at home? Do we want to go back to work? Like, you know, all of those different things. And the world is changing now and, and there's a lot more um, appreciation for working mums and also fathers who choose to stay at home and, and be the stay-at-home dads and all those kind of things. But it doesn't detract from the fact that we are the, the child bearers, <laughs> you know, and that's a role that only women can play um, in having babies. And, you know, you have to choose along the path what that means for each and, and every one of you. And, you know, I don't really know where I'm going with this now. I've kind of lost my way. Um, but, <laughs> you know, I think, it, it, it again, it comes back to making the decisions and then not being bitter about, and then not being bitter about where yeah. you're at. Like those are the decisions you make and you have, you have that choice. I yeah. think that it made me think about something that, you know, in general, but we talk a lot about in direct sales, right? A lot of us will join a company like savvy or where I was before because the money, because the opportunity. And then you hear people that say, you know, the best thing that has come out of this more than the money is the personal growth or, and the relationships, the community. And I think that somebody who, you know, who is in that position or, you know, somebody who maybe is is listening and like knows they need to make a change, but they're scared and they know the sacrifices that are come with it. And they just don't want to do it is that you don't have to wait until you make it in this new part of Mm -hmm. life fulfillment, but the fulfillment is actually in taking the risk and then showing up every day and making it happen. Like that's the Mm -hmm. progress. Like that's what brings me happy. It's really not the destination. Once I get to the destination, then I'm like, well, now what? Like, I still, I want to be on the journey. I want to have the challenge to continue to progress and get better. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's this, it's this interesting concept that the thing that you're so afraid to do, um, you, you feel safe. It's kind of like this, it's kind of like this secret door that, you know, until you walk through it, you don't realize all the good that's on the other side of it. Yeah. There's going to be some hard and there's going to be some sacrifice, but it's like a secret reward. That's only given to those who can find the courage and are willing to make the sacrifice. And then you go through and you go, wow, I never expected any of these things. I saw the sacrifices I was going to make. And I had the hope that I would someday get here to the big castle, but like, you don't see yet because you haven't opened that door. You don't see all of the beauty that's along the path in there. And mm. all of the growth and all of the fulfillment, right? Which is why, like, both of you could say, like, you know, you're happier. And I'm sure even along the journey where it was so much sacrifice, like, you still had joy mm. because you were chasing a dream. You were chasing something better. You were chasing more, 
right? You, you felt that there was more for you and you wanted it. And so even though it was really hard and you were making sacrifices, you didn't turn back, right? Why didn't you, you could have turned around, right? Vic could have gone back to work and you know, Kitty, you could have gone back to what you did, but why didn't you? I think I like, I just love Angela Duckworth, you know, that book grit, like I just love grit and she, I've just, I'm reading it again and she's just like halfway through and talking about how she's figuring out why these people are successful. And it's this thing, you know, obviously, yes, you do need to have a certain level of intelligence, but it's not the smartest ones that always make it. It's the ones that have grit and it's, but they really love what they do and they're really fascinated and intrigued. And I think, I think that's so important because I mean, there's like last year was really shit for everyone. I think with Corona and it was a hard year for us in our business. Like we invested so much money in different things, like this massive rebrand in the app. And then, you know, we had less clients. So there's less money coming in and going out. It was just, it was just stressful. We were building, Vic was doing stuff, but I never thought like, I'm going to give up. Like we're going to quit. Like this is, we can't do this anymore because I just like deep down, there's this drive to do what we're doing. So I just am really so passionate about it. And I think that's important because even when you love it, it's going to be hard, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. like we've also got to be realistic about what it's going to take and how long yes. it's going to take. Yes. So like I was listening to this podcast that um, the Boss Babes did with Tony Robbins. Yeah. And it's really, it's really good. Like, you know, Kitty's probably talked about the Boss Bays before on here and we've been working with them and they're amazing and we love them. And, of course, everybody knows who Tony Robbins is. Yeah. He's like, stop looking at your life in 12-month chunks. He's like, look at it in five-year chunks or decade chunks. Like, what do you want your 30s to be about? Well, they've gone for me. So what do I want my 40s to be about? Right. You know, what is this decade about? And then what is my... 50 is going to be like as a reaction to how my 40s are and what I make this about. And he's like, stop thinking about getting to your destination in 12 months because people grossly, you know, they overestimate what they can achieve in a short period of time and they (laughs) underestimate what they can achieve in a long period of time. And for me and making, you know, making the sacrifice to, to leave my corporate job and, and come and do this. It wasn't about the short term. Like it partly was because I wanted to be with my children when they were babies and when they were young, but it was that I knew I needed something different for the rest of my life. (laughs) And I didn't want to be someone who worked at the same company for 30 years, you know, and, you know, yay, get my long service leave. And then I'll retire when I'm 65 and I'll have my pension and blah, 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 blah. I just, I just, when I sat there and thought about that, I just, I just, it just didn't feel like what I wanted to do. Right. And that's not to say that it's wrong. Like if that's what you love and that's what you do and that's what you're passionate about, awesome, amazing, like fantastic. But it wasn't right for me anymore. And so, you know, quitting quitting BP and coming here was sort of like the first step in that. But I also knew when I did it that financially I was going to have to do something else because if I wanted the lifestyle that we'd become used to, like it just, it's just not apples with apples anymore. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've always been someone that's had something else on the go. Like always, there's always been something little, a little bit extra coming in somewhere along the way from something. 
Um, and then obviously, you know, when, when, when Savvy dropped into our lap and, and we spoke to Nicole and did all those kinds of, I was like, well, this is it. This is going to be that vehicle to give me that something extra. Yeah. But it's not going to happen overnight, <laughs> you know, and it's not, and it's not going to suddenly automatically replace my income that I studied for six years and worked for 15 years to build like you know I've got to start from the ground again and and rebuild and and grow but it's not it's definitely not going to do it if I quit after a couple of months oh, so I just like your health goals and your well-being goals and you know all of those things you can't stop at the first hurdle you're like you, you know you'll look around and go oh god is this the right thing am I doing the right thing but you just got to keep going I love that so much Vic Every day we see it like I, and again, you know me, I'm really so honest. I, I actually just get so triggered by women when they just like give up so quickly because I'm like, keep going. Yeah. You can do this. Like you're just on the verge of a breakthrough and it's like, look at any successful person. There was this quote that I was reading the other day by Michael Jordan talking about like all the games he's lost at all the three points he's missed, you know, but look how successful he is. And it's like, successful people have tried more than most people I mean have have failed more than most people even fucking tried yeah and it's like yeah. at some point you know I just you've just got to get over yourself and keep fucking going like what's the alternative yeah exactly I think and it that just comes back to like that long-term vision right of knowing Mm. And that's why I like people like you, Vic, who have that perspective and are actually willing to follow through are so few and far between, which is why most businesses fail, right? Like mm. people, any business, right? Yeah. Yeah. that's what I mean. They think it's going to be easier than it is. They're not prepared to put in the time or the effort that it's going to take. Um, Do you, yeah. I don't know, I don't know, this might only be relevant to me, but I really feel like to like, don't do it alone. Like Craig and I started and we did our business together, just the two of us, and we got so far. And then we were like, okay, to, to grow more and to get to where we wanted to be, we needed to partner with other people. So we went off and did Saturday with um, my business partner, Emma, which is doing awesome. And then we brought Vic into the business and then partnered. I partnered with Vic to do Savvy because it's together, I think, that, you know, because you've only got, we've got such complementary, you know, different skill sets um you know and it's just better I think doing it with other people like it's more fun well and you have that accountability so that when someone's having a bad day and being like what the f am I doing you know the other person can be like it's okay like I feel like that sometimes too you know just brush it off you know take take half a day relax and like it's gonna be fine right so I feel like we do a lot in marriages where it's like you know, I feel like my husband gets discouraged about something and I'm like, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. It always feels worse in the moment. It's going to be okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think a lot of people actually would maybe be successful or more successful. Those who quit, if they had some kind of like a power partner or like an accountability partner or mm-hmm. an actual partner business, whatever there is, they're doing, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's nutrition, whether it's whatever, and you, you, know, find like, that, you find that the girls in your business with your nutrition, do they ever like partner up with other people? They do sometimes. Like we see them, they'll, they'll train together. Hey Vic, like they'll partner yeah. up with women in the program and they connect, you know, um, 
I think too, you know, like There's obviously. There's been a lot of really yeah. amazing friendships formed through the program. Yeah. Like, you know, probably similar with the business, Nicole, like people gravitate towards yeah. certain people. Yeah. Um, and it's the same in the program. And I think that's a huge part of anything. And it's the community. And that's yeah. what, like, so many women talk about that with the Win It Life program. And they're like, oh my goodness, I didn't realize the community. And it's the same we see it, you know, in, in the savvy teams as well. Like, those friendships that get formed in the unlikely places and, and where you find, you know, your tribe. Um, I was just going to say, yeah. totally off topic, really. But I mean, if you look at evolution and like, we are tribal people, like, mm. yeah, we want to be part of a tribe, you know, being part of a tribe is really linked to our survival. Like mm. if you're yeah. part of a tribe, like you're dead. Yeah. You know, you be part of it. But like, we crave that. We crave that connection you know, there is somewhat of safety in having a community because, you know, they'll lift you up when you're struggling and, you know, vice versa. But anyways, that's because it will be hard. Like, random, but- you know, like we've just started, we've just started Savvy. We've been doing it for however long and we're obviously not millionaires yet, but, uh, <laughs> you know, like we love the company and the brand and the clothing and you're awesome. And, you know, it's just like, the, well, I always said, imagine where we'll be in five years. Imagine where we'll be in five years. Like we always say that, hey, because I I know and I've proved to myself time and time again, if I just chip away every day and show up and do the work, eventually I'll get there, you know, and I think if you can just say that to yourself and take, like we said about taking risks, because I think if you're so scared, you're going to, you will fail, right? Like how many times have you guys failed and made mistakes? Focus on, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So many. (laughs) Like you can't. Sometimes like people need to expect it. Like I'm like, expect that you're going to struggle. You're going to fall on your face, right? Everybody is going to say no. Like you have to expect that and be really committed to what you're willing to do and not so much to like the timeline and the outcome of, you know, on a certain timeline, because there's only so much you can control. But again, I feel like we talked a lot about like taking responsibility and making choices. Mm. Like you're really only responsible or can be responsible for what you do, right? If you show up every day, what you put into it, I mean, and this is more than business. This is like, this is our relationships. This is our health, you know, all the things. Yeah. Nothing. Become like a really victimized society. Yeah. And quick. We're to blame others and, and so many things instead of taking responsibility. And, And I think people have kind of lost their power in knowing that like, Hey, you actually can change this. You know that like, all these mm. things don't have to be perfect and fall into place and you don't need permission from anybody. Like you actually have way more control of your life than you think you do. Because mm. I think people like look at successful people and like, oh, they just see at the top, like, oh, look at all the success, but they don't see the like hours and hours and all these little things that they've done leading up to that point that have, you know, like there's so many times in our business too, I think I've been like, oh, fuck, shit's hard. And then you keep going, you keep going. All of a sudden you have this breakthrough and like shit starts to work. Like I was just talking to Vic, you know, and Craig and saying, you know, last year was really hard, but we worked really hard and we've done all this shit. Like the app's finally finished two and a half years later. Like Vic's done an amazing job on all of our funnels and we're just really, you know, things are starting to all come together, saturate, you know, savvy. And it's like, it just, you sort of look back and think you thank your fucking self 12 months ago. Good work for not giving up, you know, like good work for showing up every fucking day and doing shit even when you didn't feel like it. You need to do that real. You need to do that real, yeah. kid. You've seen it. Where it's like, I'd like to thank myself. <laughs> I've seen that one. I'd like to thank myself yeah. for 
that. You've just yeah. got to do it, don't you? You've just got to, like there's fucking days when I think I don't want to do this or I don't want to do this, and I think I'm like just fucking do it. Yeah, just get on there, just get that shit done. You know, like, and you get there eventually. Yeah, yeah. well, you can't wait yeah. to want to do things because like you wouldn't do hardly anything. No, no, totally. Um, and maybe we can just finish off to talk a little bit more about um, savvy and the opportunity with savvy. Because if anyone's listening to this and they feel excited about it, and you know, they can always just message me on Instagram. Um, but Nicole, do you just want to talk a bit more about like because it's really exciting, you know, like they're just about to come out of pre-launch. You know, yeah. um, it's to be involved at this level at the start. Like it's such an amazing opportunity. And I think just before Nicole cuts in, just so people understand, so um, Nicole is one of only, is it 17 now? 17 pioneering brand partners are called, um, was founding brand partners, pioneering brand partners. And what that means is she's hit a certain level in the the company um, compensation plan. Yeah. yeah, basically you start getting shares in the company. Yeah. And, so, you, and you work really closely with the founders, the CEO, the, all of that. Like we work with them. We have message threads with them every day. So we work yeah. really closely with them. Because the brand is something that you had to earn. It wasn't given to you. It was something that right. you had to earn um, yes. and build a team around as well. So um, we're really fortunate, um, we believe, to be in Nicole's team <laughs> um, and have a founding brand partner as our, sorry, pioneer brand partner as our leader um, because it, it allows us, like we're super connected as well because of that, um, you know, to the founders. Um, and we can take your thoughts and your feedback and take it to them. And the crazy thing is like, I've never seen a company like this where they actually are so open to our feedback. Like mm-hmm. with the new comp plan launching, like there was one thing that we were all just like, don't think so. Don't think so. We don't want to. And then they were like, Hey, we heard you changed it, took it out. And we were like, thank you. Uh-huh. You know, like most companies just you know, the founders, the CEO, they just don't do that, but they really actually care about us first. Um, The thing I'll say about, you know, people who I always say like an opportunity like this, like, do you see it? Right. If you see it and you get it, you should jump in because we talk about visionaries. And that was what I saw. I saw last year, like, this is an incredible opportunity. Like, when will I ever get another opportunity to be part of a new brand? Right. You guys, this isn't just a new company. It's not just athleisure where this is a new brand we are creating. And, you know, going forward, we're kind of making that shift where we want to create, we want to create a brand first, right? It's a, it's a business opportunity for people like us. Absolutely. But it's also just a brand because you don't have a brand without loyal customers. Right. Mm -hmm. And being able to, like, I still, I still have days constantly where I pinch myself thinking, you know, when you're, you can't always see it when you're in the thick of it, you know, and you're here right now, but I know without a doubt, we're going to look back in three years, five years, 10 years and be like, can you even believe that we were there? Like in that year before it even officially launched, like, remember when it was X, Y, and Z and, you know, we had this and now we have all of this. And I, I believe in how I see it. Like I'm a very, I'm a very visionary person. So I don't necessarily see, and Vic knows this about me, like I see the end result and the big picture, but I don't necessarily like think about the steps, which is, which is good. Every other, they both have their benefits, right? For me, it allows me to really like 
I can see it. Like, I feel like I can see it almost tangibly touch the future and what's going to happen. So that is what like gets me out of bed every day. That's what motivates me to keep going because I get it. You know, I see that what we have now, and I was doing a training before this for another uh, team in our downline. And I was saying, you know, Josh, our COO said something to me the other day and it kind of, it caught me completely off guard and kind of just blew my mind. And I was like, what? And it was just something about the future of savvy that I had never thought about. Like I had never even thought about it. And I just realized this is going to be so much bigger than we realize, right? Like this isn't just athleisure wear, and this isn't just a direct sales company. Like we will be known as a brand. And I think about it, I'm always trying to find things that I can compare to or relate to, to put things into perspective for people. Now I'm Canadian. I'm from Vancouver, BC. So Lululemon started in Vancouver. Like that's where it started. I remember, I mean, I'm 42. I was in high school and I remember hearing about Lululemon leggings for the first time and how they, the the thing was, was that they made your butt look good. And I wanted a pair, but they were totally out of my budget. Um, But I always heard about that. Right. So who do you think built Lululemon? The people, the people who are wearing it, sharing it, shopping it, talking about how it made their butt look good, you know, all those things. And you think about, man, if that had been a different type of opportunity, if I had had an opportunity to, you know, help pioneer that brand and help build brand awareness, which essentially is what those people were doing. I mean, I didn't hear about it from Lulu. I heard about it from friends who were talking about it, right? Because if you're a female and something makes your butt look good, like word spreads fast, right? (laughs) And so- Like that's the opportunity that we have here, except we have an opportunity to really be a part of it and then have a part of it, right? Like have the rewards and the benefits and the, the financial rewards of being a part of that. The plan with savvy is to go to 75 countries. The plan with savvy is to be a multi, multi multi-billion dollar brand, right? Not a two two million or $2 billion brand or $1 billion brand, or even a $5 billion brand. Like we want to be big and we want to be known for as a company that empowers right that has an incredible community that really does accept everybody right that we're inclusive in our sizing that we're inclusive in our diversity of all races shapes colors all the things um and i love that like that's what i want to be a part of i don't want to just i didn't join just to be a part of like another business right and to make money although that's great i feel like the purpose here is is actually very fulfilling to me that I get to be a part of something. Cause I look at Lulu where they started and Lulu is a great brand and it's known for its community, right? It's not just their clothes. Lulu has more than that to offer and we will too. And in fact, I think we'll have even more to offer. And I truly believe a hundred percent because I have seen a little bit behind the curtain and I know what's coming and I know where things are going. Like this will be a worldwide brand. People will know it. It will be more than just athleisure wear and it it will, it'll be known as a good brand. It will be a respectable uh, brand with a ton of loyalty. And the fact that we get to be here now and build that because we've got decades to come, that's not just going to happen overnight. That's not going to, you know what I mean? And to think that just to be here now and starting that that's a once in a lifetime opportunity. Like that was another reason I said, yes, I thought I'm 42, like chances of something like this coming along again in my life in the next 20 years, mm. very slim, mm. very, very mm-hmm. slim, right? My last company, I did great, but I joined after eight years. And I remember mm. thinking, 
man, if I had known about this in the first year or two, you know, and people say like, oh, that doesn't matter. It does matter. Timing matters. It just mm-hmm. does. Right. And if people say it, it doesn't, um, I'm like, well, they're either just completely ignorant or they're lying to you. Right. Cause I've seen a lot of that and some other coming from some other people and places, but it does matter. And so to be here now, I think of it as like a very, very smart investment and really not even investment of money because the investment for savvy is so small, but like an investment of your time. Yeah. Mm. Um, very, very smart that I think is going to pay off massively. And that's the good, you know, like I get a bit annoyed at fucking people who post on my post sometimes about, you know, network marketing, blah, blah, blah. And people doing this. And I'm like, it's like any other fucking business. Like yeah. you have you, like you can put in as much or as, or as little as you want, you know, like I did this, we talked about this in Instagram stories, like, like some people don't want to build a million dollar business. Like that shit's hard, you know, but that's okay. Like imagine if you could earn another three to 500 bucks a month, how much would that change your life? And obviously you don't have to put in as much work as if you want it. Like right. I think about the work that Craig and I put into our business and the hundreds of thousands of dollars we've lost. This is so low risk. I know. It's zero risk. <laughs> you could just buy it's one startup. High possibility of return. Oh, exactly. That's what it sort of annoys me about people when they, you know, like, but I guess you have to expect that. Like, there's always going to be negative people, you but know. I'm like, why any... wouldn't you try? Like, I know. Would, you know what I mean? I know. Because it's I know. such a low risk. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's like what we spoke about earlier, you know, the fear or judgment. Know, but the also, like, not being prepared to take the risk, which the risk is low, but yeah. nobody likes to fail. Exactly. Um, or that's the risk see. that they're afraid of. It's not, yeah. it's not money. No. Mm. It's failure or what they think is failure. That's right. That's yeah. right. And I think it's, you know, um, it's that. And it, I think it's a fear of judgment and the, and the fear of not succeeding, um, yeah. you know, whereas actually at the end of the day, the worst thing that can happen is you get some awesome activewear at a just time. <laughs> right. Right. Anyway, we could go on and on and on about that, but yeah. But it's made me think, and this is a journey I've been on and probably many of us, but like if there was one thing we could change in people that would make such a drastic difference in their lives and in the world, um, especially for women, because we're such pleasers is like, stop giving a shit what other people think. Yeah. Do you know how much more success people would have in their life? If we could truly let go of what other people think and just not care. Yeah. Yeah. Because I would say that's probably the, that is the number one thing that holds people back. Well, just do it anyway. Just do it anyway. Cause like, I still think Cheers. like, I'd like to think that I just don't completely care about what people think, but I'd be lying. There are times when I think, Fuck, what, but I just do it anyway, regardless. Like I still have that fear, but it doesn't right. stop me from taking action. Cause I think, well, they're going to fucking judge me anyway. I might as well right. just do it. I just do what I want. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, cause I mean, they're not living your life. Like you know, who cares? It's yeah. not like you're going to die. That's what I always well, think. I'm like, am I going to die? Like, even if someone has a, a poor opinion or they're, how does that change anything for you? It doesn't affect you unless you let it, unless you stew on it and feel so worried about it. But it really doesn't. Yeah. It's like, who cares? But if I used to really care what people think and I care so much less now. People will judge you anyway. Hey, like every day. Yeah. People it's human nature. It. It's yeah. human nature. Yeah. 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 It's really Just, human nature. Care about the people I think that are close to you, like yeah. that opinions actually matter that you respect and then try not it's to let It's a very people. small group of people. 
very small. It should be anyways, right? A very small group of uh, whose opinions really truly matter. Mm. It's a pretty small circle. And you know what too? I always think, well, are you fucking building a business and are you putting yourself out there every day? Are you like doing something good? And if they're not, I'm like, well, I'm not listening to you. Like you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> because <laughs> people up. that are doing well and who are ahead of you are and never judging you, don't you reckon? Oh, totally. They're too busy being successful and you know, like worrying about their own shit than looking at other people and judging them. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Like we're busy. I don't have time to be going around and worrying <laughs> about caring about what other people are doing. I have no idea what they're doing because I don't have time. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Totally. Um, and look, if you if anyone has any questions about Savvy, just reach out to me on Instagram. And if you want to join our awesome team with Vic and me and then Nicole. Okay. Yay. And we've got a good little team now. Hey, some awesome ladies in there today. I was just, you know, we were talking about, Vic was talking about their whys and, you know, because there will be times when it's hard and you don't see success, but you've just got to keep chipping away and taking action. And I think like Vic was saying, if you're really rooted to your why, then you just, it drives you Mm, to keep going. Yeah. 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 And think about, imagine even if you didn't want to build an empire, if you just wanted to earn 500 bucks a month, how would that change your life? Yeah. What would it pay? And, I'll t- and I will tell you again, I can't share a lot, but like with the new, reward- with the new rewards coming. Nicole loves a little bit of an overshare, everyone. She's a bit <laughs> sneaky. Like she tells, always tells us stuff that she's not really supposed to be telling, but she, it's so funny. It's so good though. Keep going. So just that with the new rewards coming, it's, 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 it's going, it's going to be even easier to build something where you can make that 500, a a month. And even if you don't want to build a team, like, even if you don't want to do what we're doing, you know, you're going to be able to help like wear and share and help other people get in the clothes and make really good income and really good bonuses. So there's just, there's just more options coming than what we have right now, which I think is amazing. And so, you know, if you're thinking about it or you've been watching, you know, Vic and Kitty, like not to think that, oh, there's this box that you have to fit in in order to be successful in this business, because there isn't. And that'll be changing even more starting next month where there's just more options for people. Cause not everybody's the same. Not everybody wants the same thing. Not everybody has the same, you know, passions or, um, you know, desires or, or where they really thrive. We have different skill sets. Mm. So I'm just really excited that there's going to be options for people to be where they will really thrive and be able to make, you know, be able to make that extra income. Like you said, even if it's just $500 a month, um, or if it's a thousand or whatever, you know, 2000, 5,000, I mean, you can do anything that you want in this business, but, um, or if you yeah, just I'm want to free active wear, you just want to pay yeah, for exactly. your activewear, which right. would have been good for me. Like, before we joined, so I spent oh. so much money on right away. Oh my God. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's going to be options you guys, even just for customers to wear and share and, and earn yeah. a couple hundred dollars a month and free. Cause you don't get that with Lululemon. Like how good would it be just to be able just to share it and get paid just for oh, sharing it? I totally you know? would have done that. If Lulu yeah. was like, Hey, <laughs> you want to share clothes and send people to us, we'll give you free clothes. I would have been yeah. like, sign me up. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, so I'm excited. So, so many good things coming. And I just, I just love that this is like, it's so much more than just, I don't even know how to articulate it. Like it's, it's not a short-term business. It's not a, like, we're really building something that's going to be huge globally. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, like I said, like a brand, like a true, and you think about brands, right? Like real big brands that are known, like that's where savvy will be in 10 to mm-hmm. 20 years. 
Every time my packages turn up, Craig's like, when are they releasing men's clothes so that I can have some clothes? I'm like, mm-hmm. well, just wear, what are the ones that the, some of the guys wear, the leggings? What oh, are the they? Nord jogging ones. Because I'm like, oh, you? husband in the Ashtangas. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. He's so funny. But yeah, no, I, should Steve, I should get Steve a pair of Nors in, like, yeah. extra large. Craig would totally wear them because he's got those tight tracksuit pants. He would wear them. He would wear them, Havik, yeah. And they actually look really good on him. Metrosexual. Yeah. That is hilarious. I might just try that. Oh, Oh, guys, thanks so much for coming on. I really love this podcast. And I hope that um, if you're a woman and you're listening to this, that you feel really inspired to just, one, not give a fuck about what other people think. (laughs) Two, to, you know, like if you're not happy, just take the leap. Make the decision, chase your dreams, you know, feel inspired to do to do that. Um, I actually was saying to Craig that day, I'm like, I feel, I feel really lucky, like, you know, like we've got these awesome, we made some shit mistakes when we first started our business, like had two fab business partnerships, like we had to pay out like quite a bit of money. And I was saying to him, I just really like Vic and, you know, Emma, like I'm really grateful that we've found these good people to work with, like that are our friends and that, you know, like they've got the same work ethic as us, the same passion, the same grit. You know, you're never thinking, oh, what are they doing? Like are they, they, you know, we all work and are equally as passionate about our businesses. So it's really, I'm so super grateful. And, you know, one more thing I want to add is that surrounding yourself with other women that really lift you up and drive you to be the best version of yourself Mm. is cool. Yeah, 100%. And I think that's like, that's savvy in a nutshell, honestly. I've never felt so empowered accepted anywhere before savvy ever i didn't even know that this actually existed to be honest amongst a group of women but so much love so much kindness so much acceptance and empowerment mm-hmm. and yeah and then you i've heard that from so many people on our team like wow i just i love the culture here i love the vibe here like i feel at home right away and yeah so mm-hmm. so much goodness awesome all right well it's an hour and 20 minutes. Just time flies when you're having fun, doesn't it? <laughs> you guys are in the middle of your day. You what? Oh, yeah, we've still got. In the middle of your day, I'll be getting ready for bed soon. Yeah, it's back to work now for us <laughs> that we love, work that we love. Yeah. Exactly. Awesome. Well, you Thanks, guys, guys are amazing. You guys are awesome. Yeah. As are you. I'm so grateful. I'll stop it, but keep going. You know, everyone loves flattery, don't they? <laughs> All right, guys. Have a great afternoon evening bye you too bye